Hi, everyone. Welcome. I'm Elizabeth Stein, founder and CEO of Purely Elizabeth. And this is Live Purely with Elizabeth, featuring candid conversations about how to thrive on your wellness journey. I'm so excited to share with you our new five grain and seed oatmeal multi-packs. We just launched two incredibly delicious varieties, classic cinnamon and banana nut. Our new oatmeals are unlike anything on the market, intentionally crafted with a plant-based protein blend of pea and chickpeas, sweetened with coconut sugar, plus superfood ingredients like chia and flax, perfect to fuel your busy day. These single-serve packets are total game-changers with irresistible taste and texture that's ready in literally a minute and perfectly suited for our new lifestyles back on the go or those days that we're still at home and you want an elevated, quick breakfast. So we have an exclusive deal for our Live Purely listeners on our new oatmeal multi-packs. Use code LIVEPURELY, that's L-I-V-E-P-U-R-E-L-Y, for 20% off all online orders now through July 31st on purelyelizabeth.com. Happy shopping! I'm joined today by Marta Soffer, internationally acclaimed Ayurvedic Panchakarma expert and Ayurvedic chef. Marta is the founder of Surya Spa, a modern Ayurvedic spa now located in the gorgeous Santa Monica Proper Hotel, offering its signature 3-28 to day Panchakarma experience to detox, cleanse, and bring harmony to body and mind. Speaking from personal experience, doing Panchakarma at Surya was truly a magical journey. I've never felt so good after three days there. In addition to the spa, Marta also offers incredibly healing and delicious breads, as well as beauty products like my favorite collagen cream. In this episode, Marta shares the basics of Ayurveda, the ancient system of medicine from India that focuses on bringing balance to the body. We talk about how she uses pulse diagnosis to figure out what's out of balance, eating for your personal dosha, and rituals like self-massage to do every day in order to prevent sickness. Marta shares the fundamentals of panchakarma from cleansing eating practices, massages with warm oil, and healing herb treatments in order to detoxify and restore balance to the body. Keep listening to learn more and discover ways you can apply some of these ancient practices into today's world. Marta, welcome to the podcast. It's so wonderful to see you and to have you on today. Thank you so much. I'm really excited and I hope that everyone has enjoyed the little recipes that we have done with your products and it's been amazing. I don't know if you tried the muffins that I made with with your mixture. Yes. Uh, They were so delicious. They were really, really, I still sometimes think about, oh, I'm going to make them again because (laughs) they were so delicious. Yeah. So good. Well, it's so good to see you. And I feel like seeing you instantly just brings me into a state of relaxation. So happy to be seeing you. Thank you. Thank you. So at Purely Elizabeth, my mission is really helping our consumers thrive on their wellness journey. And for me personally, you have helped me do that. But I would love to start at the beginning of your wellness journey and really what led you to start studying Ayurveda? It's funny because when I started, I started 
uh, when I learned about Ayurveda was never a thought of studying Ayurveda. So it's actually has life brought me to this because it's not something uh, 30 years ago, you will talk about yoga or Ayurveda. No one will know what, what is Ayurveda or yoga. So it was because a friend of my family talked to my mom and said, will you, maybe I wanted or my brother wanted to come to the state and study English or go for a year out to study English. At that point, my heart was, bro- my heart was broken. So I went, yes, let's get out of here. <laughs> We're out of here. And so then I, and then one of the requirements to do that, I needed to learn TM. So I learned TM. And literally, I think I said this thousand times, or more than a thousand, really, transcendental meditation changed my life. And then not only changed my life in the wellness, because I used to suffer incredible headaches. And then after I started doing TM, my headaches started to get better. And then when I did Panchakarma, and the, which is the detox programs that we do here, and then I detox my body. From then on, I changed my diet and started doing more Ayurvedic. My headaches went away, but my headaches were really violent, like vomiting and loss oh. of consciousness. And it was really, really not a good experience. When I got to the university to study English, I was sitting next to someone that just did the treatments. And I was like, what is that, that smell? Why do you have so much oil in your hair? And then so he said, well, I just did this treatment. You should try it. So when I tried it, and, and it was, again, another magic moment, I said, I have to learn this. I never thought that I was going to do a career out of it. So I decided, I just like, I want to learn this to be able to take care of myself. And one day, if I get married, in that time, I didn't have kids that get married. I want to practice this and bring this knowledge to my country because from Colombia, that none of that is in there. So that was my whole thought. So then I applied to the program, and that's three years later, I graduated. And then I came to California. They had uh, Maharishi, had Maharishi from the TM Center, had clinics all over the United States. I will not say all over, California and Massachusetts, and another one in, oh, I forgot the name of the state, um, and one in San Francisco. And so they have in Kansas. They had another one in Kansas. So then I came here during those six weeks to, to teach and train some people. And during those six weeks, I met Roger, my husband. <laughs> and then after that, we got together. And, and then a uh, little after that, Maharishi closed all the clinics. And then uh, people keep asking me, can you please come to my house and do Panchakarma? Or can I go to your house and do Panchakarma? And then I just keep doing it. And then one day I said, I cannot keep doing this. I need to open a space because it was getting more busy. And that's when I, I opened Surya in 2001. So what were you doing professionally work-wise prior Before. to this? Yeah. Computer science. So totally different field. I was working for a big company in Colombia called Carvajal. And then uh, I work uh, a little bit in IBM. And then in that time, and I worked for Apple too, in that time when they were like the little square computers and you have the discs because you come in. <laughs> so I worked there. 
And I was like very savvy with computers. And then I haven't done much with that anymore. So I'm not as good as I was before. But yeah, I learned all the different languages in that time. It was COBOL and Fortran and C and Pascal. And Oracle was trying to come to the market. So I was doing all that. (laughs) And then this opportunity came. I guess my life was, it was really amazing because when I learned TM, it was like all everything that it had to be, all my doors were just open to do Ayurveda. And then in like this, it's like I'm working, I'm working on on uh, on something, like like working on the like the client came and then we get connected with proper and then from proper, you know, and then now what Surya is today. So everything is just so much and because the beginning I always wanted to be able to open a place where I can show Ayurveda. So I can do classes because I always it was in my house and everything was hidden and I could not because you were, I was in a residential place. But now that I'm here at proper and I can just have this for everyone and then everyone to come. And then as soon as everything starts getting things better with COVID, then I want to start doing more classes and really uh, teach the world or that, that there's not aware about Ayurveda. I want them to know about Ayurveda because it changes your life. If you follow the, the simple, you know, dinacharya, which is like the things that we do every day to help our bodies live in this world. Well, it certainly has changed your life. And first, just want to say again, congratulations for opening at the proper, I, by the time this airs, I will have just done my Panchakarma, but I can't wait to be there. And it's just so exciting to see it evolve. Was this your vision from the beginning? Did you think that it was going to be at this next phase? Always in my head, I always had a place that it was going to be a place where I, I wanted to be public. I wanted people to be, have access to it, but not this <laughs> not the way dream yeah 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 so it's like i thank for all the devas and all my angels and and to have helped with this and, and i really thank my husband because roger was a pretty much big part of it and being so savvy and talking and he's so nice with people and he gets he's amazing and getting whatever he wants and always nature happens, always happens. You go to the market with him, you will find many people giving things to him. Like, <laughs> all the time, just giving things. You go to the movies, no, please go without them. It was just like, all the time he gets things being given to him. So he has this gift that it was given to him to give things to, and to convince You were him. a gift for him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think we're a gift to both each other, but that for my business it's just been amazing and how he's been a, he's a screenplay writer when the things were not working that well in that it was like also nature yeah. being able to put him there to be able to help it because i was too busy to be able to continue growing it because oh or i do take care of the clients or i expand my business so when he came he helped me do this so it's great That's so nice. So let's dive into the basics of Ayurveda. For those who are listening who don't know anything, like where do you begin and 
it would be great just to give a, a good overview. Okay, so Ayurveda is this uh, very ancient system of medicine from India. And I, th- I would say is that for me, there's like a little thing between acupuncture and Chinese medicine and, and um, Ayurvedic medicine. Some books uh, says that Atreya actually had all the books and they, when they came to burn everything, because they were burning all the books from Ayurveda, all the books, it was Ayurveda and all, they were burning all the books in India. They, he was able to save these books and then they were said they were given to the Chinese to keep them. And then from there is when they found about the, the points, acupuncture points, and they actually they found out that these points were able to, if you, like in martial arts, they figured out that there's points in the body, different parts of the body, that if you touch them, they are deadly. So, so they start to study these points to, for martial arts, and then after they discovered that these points also will help with health, that it was acupuncture. So there's always this, this thing that it was Ayurveda or was it Chinese. But anyway, I think both of them, they are very ancient ways of healing the body. And I think both of them, they are complementary for me because the acupuncture points and the marma points in Ayurveda, what we call marma points, they are the same. We treat them different. In acupuncture, they, they puncture them in Ayurveda. We, more, we put the essential oils and we bring them alive because they are like vital points of energy. In Ayurveda, studying what Ayurveda does is pretty much through when you come and see me, I take your pulse. And then when I see this, when I'm taking your pulse, I'm taking the elements of your body. So what are the elements of your body? So it's the air, the fire, the water, the, and the ether. So when any of this goes out of balance in your body, there is a manifestation in the body. And in different times of life also, there is manifestation of these uh, doshas, what we call in Ayurveda which is the vata, the pitta, and the kapha. So when any, and, and you can see the vata, pitta, kapha in many other things, like for example, in during the season. So that's why Ayurveda works with all these elements and how they change in your life and in the time and in, the, in, the, in life, when whatever time you are in, in your life, whether you are in menopause or where you are puberty or where you are a baby, do you have different ways of how this is manifested in your body? To just give you an example in a different way that everybody does, right? so that people, because Fata Pita Kapha now, you can look at it in the internet and find it pretty easy. The way I see it is more like, for example, at the beginning, if you see babies get a lot of colds and they get a lot of mucus, that's the Kapha time. And that happens is because you, the body is working with that to get the immunity, to get the immune system stronger. So that's why they get so during that Kapha time. They just get, they get so many cold. Then there comes the pita time. So it's more like the fire time. So when the hormones come and the reproductive system starts to work and then they get all the pimples everywhere, they get the blood. The blood is red, it's fire. So then it comes the pita time. So there's the fire time of, of life. And then after that, then menopause come in women and, and men is andropause. So more of the wrinkles, more of the drying of the skin, so then more of the drying because vata is cold, is air. So it starts to dry the body. So this kind of, and then, and then, so when, when you really uh, look at what part of your life are you and what part of the season are you, 
then it's when Ayurveda is so helpful because then what we look in Ayurveda is through the different doshas. So what are the Vata, Vita, Kapha? When are they balanced? Why are they balanced? And then what is that we can fix them? How we can balance them? So if I have, so simple, if I'm, I'm cold, if I take a sweater, I'm going to get warm. If I drink some hot water, I'm going to get warm. So it's exactly the same. So if I am too cold inside my body, I'm going to, then Ayurveda recommends, don't eat cold stuff. And don't try to do things too fast because that's what normally Vata people like to do. Like I have to go here and there and start this thing and start this project and do these things and not being. So then you recommend that person to just meditate, to do some oil in your body that's going to calm down. So you're going to do giving warm food because that is going to kind of ground and you're going to make them eat more like root vegetables. So then they root themselves. So they, but if they go cold and they go running too much, that's going to be more exacerbated. So if we tend to have, when we are born, we have something that we are born with, Vata Pitta or Pitta Kapha or, or just Vata or just Pitta. So that's the tendencies of the body that you have. So you already have when you were born that you have a tendency to have some of these elements that are more infatuated in your body. So when we learn what part it is, what season it is, what vegetables the season is growing. That is very important. That is going to help balance the body in um, the different states of being in, in, in this body. <laughs> so that's how Ayurveda. So Ayurveda recommends you do these routines that you do every day for your body. And when you do this, because Ayurveda is more of a preventive medicine, than a curative medicine, even thought that you can get that through changing the habits that we get. So when you really do this every day, you are preventing things for getting out of balance. And then so as simple as doing a vata person again, do the massage every day with the vata oil and vata herbs, then you are preventing from later, for example, what vata people will get will be like Alzheimer's or things with the memory or with the nervous system or anxiety, because those are all cold kind of diseases. Like for the pita people, to have another example, because I've talked much about Vata, for the pita people will be more the fire, so people will get more like rashes, or they will get red skin, or they will get angry really easy. There are people that need to be, uh, I'm hungry, I need to eat now. It's not like you have to, you can wait. <laughs> a pita person who will say like, oh, here, drink this fire. It will be fine. A pita person, no, I have to eat. Because that's the fire, the fire, the digestive fire, the fire in the blood, in the body is really intense. So you need to just calm it down. And then again, so you take this person and give them things that are too spicy or too much alcohol or things that are hot. So this person is going to be more aggravated of that. So in Ayurveda, just look, and then the way I did all my products, it was pretty much, if you feel sluggish, you need energy. So all my products are like, you go like kapha, so it would be a kapha person that is more sluggish, you need to get something that gives you energy. So if you go like in my website, and would like, how do I feel today? And then it will have all the different, different suggestions that you can have there, that how you feel today and what is that you need to do to feel better. So it's as simple as that. So, if, and, and that's what I wanted to do with all my products, that if you feel too much fire, here's the things that are going to cool you down. 
if you feel too cold and, and anxious and nervous. So this is other things that you can do. So it is, it is uh, that's what's the beautiful of Ayurveda that is so simple that you can help your body in very simple ways. So it's all about really finding that balance. Yes. And then I guess when someone comes to you really diagnosing what their dosha is and what they need in order to come into that state of balance. Yeah. And then what is it? Not only because you can be a vata pita, yeah, but because of the habits in your life, let's say you drink too much alcohol, then you have too much spicy food, then you tend to do fire exercises and be very intense. That's going to be more aggravated. But you could be vata pita, but that's going to be more aggravated because you are putting too much on the outside uh, of these influences. So that's how you can be aware and balance them. So it could change. Yeah, like for example, uh, I give you the perfect example for that. It would be like, for example, with menopause. Yeah. So it is the vata time of the life. Is it like the time where, where everything is like more cold and more, but at the same time you get these hot flashes. Yeah. So it's a combination of both of them. So it, it is, you're getting kind of drier, but it also, the heat that is producing the change of hormones that, to, to get the period to be gone, so it creates this heat. So what do you do? Stop eating anything that is going to create heat. And then, then you just feel better. And then that will go away. But I could be vata, but my pita will get activated during the menopause, and then I'm going to get hot flashes. So I bring the, the pita down, and then I feel fine. Then you don't get the hot flashes. So coming to see you at Surya, I was luckily able to come December of 2019 to do a three-day Panchakarma, which was one of the most amazing experiences and truly the best gift to myself. But you read my pulse and you said I had a problem with my tooth. And you don't know this, but I didn't feel anything. I had no idea I had any issues. And then I ended up going back home and I needed a root canal. And I had no pain in my tooth, you know, no indication. And so it's amazing that you can feel so much from that pulse. And I don't know if you can even explain what do you feel when you do that? It is the pulse diagnosis is such an amazing tool for me. Because of COVID, I got really good at reading the tongue also. So and and on people's faces. So um how it is it is and it's so simple it's not like magic or anything you just have to learn and there is a little bit of i would say a little bit of nature help sometimes because sometimes i have visions or feelings like sometimes when i do the treatments on people i it's like my hands are going to where they need to be worked on or like when you have someone that has a little tumor or like something they have a muscle that is not it's like my hands go exactly where they need to go but when i do the pulse it's just simple you just have different seven we have seven different levels where we see the pulse and all of them belong to different parts of the body so when i did your in your case that i, I look at your are your um are your that i know about there's something's happening with your teeth it was i was looking with my ring finger on this side so there was a pulse and when the pulse is there then depends on what it is. So then if you see 
that is a bata pose or a pita pose or a kappa pose. So that means that we have to like, so bata means, so when you see the pita, for example, that it was in your case, that I was seeing the pita coming up, which was inflammation. I was seeing, so when I read, you see like the way I explain it is like a frog. So you feel like a frog, <laughs> <laughs> literally. So they're not like, oh, there is some inflammation in there. So then you can, the other, the, the other one you can feel is a snake or the other one, uh, the way they describe it in the ancient books or is, a, or, or is a, the snake, the frog or the swan. So the swan is going to be slow. The snake is going to be like moving and the frog is going to be jumping. So whenever you feel these different animals, kind of animals in your fingers, then it tells you what is happening to the person. So when you you know, after doing so long, somebody doing it so many times, then you can actually feel what wow. is is going on. Then you ask them, like, is there something happening here? And many, many, many times have had happened that I said, this is happening three days later. They call me like, oh, you were right. This was, <laughs> yeah. Or I'm really glad you gave me this because I would have this other thing would have happened. So yes, it's so beautiful to be able to have this tool to help myself and all my family and everyone that comes because it's just if you do something right then then you probably can change uh whatever is happening to your body absolutely so can you go into what panchakarma is and then it would be great to also talk about like the people most of the people who come to syria you know are there specific reasons that people come or any kind of big transformations that you've seen through the panchakarma process? Okay, so panchakarma, people come to do panchakarma, it's a detox program, but it's a different detox program that what you normally will go and go and drink juices. Yeah, like there, you can do detox like that, you can drink juices. But one of the things that you have to be aware is like if you go, if you're a bata person, and then you go and drink cold juices all the time. Yes, it's going to help your body no matter what because it's a cleanse and you change your diet no matter what's going to help, but it's going to aggravate your body. So it's not going to be good at the end of it. So what Panchakarma, when you do Panchakarma, what we do is we kind of detox your body in a balanced way. So we see what is happening with you and then we give you this all well-cooked, delicious mom beans, rice, and vegetables. So good. <laughs> that you eat pretty much for whatever many days you're doing. So I have people that come for seven days, sometimes 14 days, 21 days, 28 days. So it just depends on what you have or, 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 and also how, how you, much you can afford because it's not, it's not an inexpensive thing to do. But it is really amazing. And you probably even doing the three days after you do Panchakarma, then you like, you get this feeling and how well you feel that you get like after a while you go like, oh, I want to do this again because I want to feel yeah, as well as it fails or that. So when you do Panchakarma, it's a series of treatments that we do. And the way I do it is I read your pulse and, and see what is going out of balance in your body. And at that point we make the treatment. So we have different treatments that we do. So we have, for example, the Abhyanga that is, incredible how uh, powerful it is just to have one abhyanga just a simple forehand massage where we do this totally coordinated treatment and then when it's so done in such a perfect way and such an 
like we try to do at Surya as much as we can, that it is so synchronized that you take the person to different states of consciousness and then the person can leave, can let go of these things that we got even into an emotional life. So Abhyanga is something that we do always in the Panchakarma first thing. And then from there, we have different treatments that we do. We have Umbartana, which is a scrape, and then we do it with all the different oil, with different herbs. And then we have the Shirdara, which is divine. That, and they have the Shirdara with different methods. We have different, sometimes we do it with herbalized water. Sometimes we do it with coconut water. Sometimes we do it with coconut milk. Sometimes I do it with um, yogurt and water and herbs. Sometimes I do it with oil. Sometimes we do it with coconut oil. So it just, so it's very important that when you do a shiogara, you know what dosha are you or what is, is happening in your head because if you have too much pita and you have someone put warm oil on your head, you're going to get an angry person. So it's very, very important to know that. So uh, I do that all through the, through the polls and then we decide all the different, there's many other different treatments that we do. So we're working on your joints or we're working on, on bringing out the heat out of your body. So then we have these boluses that we make with uh, milk and rice and herbs and we put them all over and really takes the, the heat out of your body. So when people have that, like just uh, a week or two weeks ago, and I have this girl describing what she felt after the pinda sweatana, which is the one that brings the heat out. She, say, she was saying, it was like after that, I felt like literally steam was coming out of me. <laughs> that's, that's the way she described. Many people describe it like that because it really it feels like that, like the heat that. And then when you get that heat coming out of your body, you again you feel like yourself. Like what just happened to me? I haven't feel like this for a long, long time. So that's what Karma does. And then we do the enemas. So we do a little bit of the enemas at the end which also is a way of moving things out of the, the, the body because it's a way of detoxing the body in a complete way and that's the animals will help with that. And again, all the oils we, that we make here, we all herbalize. So I have many different herbs. And according to your polls, I prepare this oil and that's the oil that is going to be used for the whole, your whole entire treatment. I'm, I'm counting down the days to be... <laughs> To be receiving all of that. So as far as any transformations that you've seen and how Panchakarma has really helped those who are, you know, really out of balance versus just seeking optimal wellness. I have so many stories about it. It's, um, let me think about one that I, um, I think the one that, that one of the ones that really, really have touched Many have touched my heart, but this one was um, uh, dear. We became really good friends. He passed, but before he got sick, I said to him, "Please stop, stop traveling. You, we got to stop going in the plane." He was uh, he was someone very well known. You got to stop because this is gonna start. This, your nervous system is not gonna put up with this. You got to stop. But he will feel better after Panchakarma, and then he will go like here, there, there, there until finally. It happened when I said. <laughs> wow. So he got, his nervous system got totally out of balance. And, and then he finally came and the Panchakarma after that, he, but by then he was in a wheelchair. And then when he came to me, he was not able to eat by himself. He was not able to move the legs. And then we 
start working with him and doing all the treatments. And I had videos of him at the end being able to eat again by himself and be able to move his legs. Like he had videos of moving himself. And But then he had to go back for some reason for work. He needed to go back. And I was begging him, please do not, don't go, don't, don't, don't. And he left. And from there, he was taken to a party. And that party, he got sick. Uh, he got a cold. And then after that, things start to go down and then and then he died but it was it was so beautiful the connection that i had with him because i wanted to the way he was he was going it was like not very good way so i was able to send some tibetan monks to him wow and then after so many days of talking to their family to let me do this so we sent the tibetan monks and when they got there he finally opened his eyes and I said, and then I asked him to give him his beads. He had some beads, and then so they gave him his beads. And literally after the Tibetan monk came, you could that they told me they could see that like, they were so he was so peaceful that they were there, and they start chanting. And then maybe like half an hour, forty five minutes later, he he he, he left. And it was funny because the next day I went to play tennis, and on the way back there was a branch. I was coming to my house and there was a branch that fell like pretty much in front of the car. From there, there was a bird. So I had a box. I took this box and then put the bird inside the box. And then I took him home. And then when I got there, I was just like, the girls are doing the bunch of car. One of the girls said, let's put a name to it. So I put it in the garden and the name was Franny. And then after she put Franny and then I was like, oh, what? And then I put it, actually put the bird next to the Buddha. And then we, we realized that was, no, was the, at the same time that he died. That was exactly at the same time that he died. That just, I found the bird and then the bird was Franny. And then we found that Franny means freedom. Wow. Oh my God. And then the bird flew to the, to, it was at the, with the Buddha for a long time. And then when that happened, went to the ledge and then it left. And what a was, sign. Yes. Yeah. So that it was, was beautiful. So that was one of the most amazing stories. And I have many, many stories of people. They are feeling better now and they are better when they were not being able to do. I have people that came that were like, no. I have a girl that uh, had Lyme disease. And normally the third day when you do the treatments is the worst because it's when most of the things come. And even when you do a, a, any other kind of detox, or normally the third day is the worst. He, she, I had to go and pick her up. I had to go and send two of the girls to pick her up because she was feeling so bad too, like I cannot go. So she came, we did the treatment and then after that she felt better. Wow. Yeah. So it must be so touching to be able to see your healing come to life. Yes. And it's like so magical how your better works. It's really magical. It's like all the herbs and the oils and and then when people that really experience it, just like I said, just want to be young guys, really amazing. So speaking of the herbs, mm-hmm. I love how there's so many wonderful healing herbs and spices in an Ayurvedic diet. Can you talk about some of what those fundamentals of the diet looks like and maybe what your favorite dish is? <laughs> so what are the fundamentals of Ayurveda, again, like I said at the beginning, is to 
eat according to your dosha and eat according to whatever the season is. So whatever is the land offering, wherever you are, because that's important too, wherever sure. you are, keep it like that way. So like, for example, in the winter, you're not going to eat watermelon. Even though you can be today, because of a plane, you can find watermelon, you should not eat watermelon because watermelon is gross when it grows more in the summer to keep you cool. And the best way that I can explain that is like coconuts, for example, coconuts were, you know, they grow on the, on the beaches where it's in the, in, the, in the Caribbean, for example. And then you have the, the coconut there to be able to help you cool down. So in Ayurveda, it's very important to look at the foods that aggravates vata, the foods that aggravate pitta, and the foods that aggravate kapha. So whenever you have, for example, a cold, we'll say that it's a kapha aggravation. So you have more mucus and you feel sluggish and you feel like, oh, I don't want to move. So then you introduce things that are more heating, which is going to melt the kapha. So like, for example, you do things that are spicy, you do some ginger tea. So if you have congestion and you eat something spicy, immediately you can breathe better. So it is more ab- about balancing that. So you can find, pretty easy to find today, all the foods there. And then just check yourself. What, what You can do tests also. You can go to my website and find out what you are. And then from there, you buy, eat the foods that are according to whatever the season and whatever is happening with you. And my favorite dish, oh, <laughs> um, unfortunately, it is my favorite, one of my favorite dishes because it's not Ayurvedic. Um, in Colombia, we have this soup uh, that is the name is ajiaco. It's a soup made with five different potatoes. And potatoes, normally, they are um, a nightshade. So Ayurveda pretty much recommends for people to not any, eat any nightshades, which is tomatoes, potatoes, eggplant, and bell peppers. Um, because these foods tend to create inflammation in the body. So we try to make people not to, I pretty much recommend everyone to not eat them. And if you eat them uh, very seldom, you try to not to eat them no matter what, it's going to not be good for your body. And it's, what we have to think about these kind of foods is that they accumulate in your body and then aggravate the doshas. So always avoid those. So this potato soup is <laughs> five different potatoes. And then it has corn and it has chicken and it has an herb called huascas that makes them this incredible flavor. And we eat it with uh, bread and butter. Sounds delicious. <laughs> it is delicious. And avocado and capers and cream. So you put all this in this in potato soup and I have it every once in a while. But if I feel like my kapha or my joints are hurting because potatoes are not really good for that, then, or in any way I have someone that has any problem with that, then I will not, I will not serve it. But that's one of my favorite, my favorite foods. Perfect. Well, that's a great segue into our rapid fire Q&A. Yes. Ready? <laughs> All right. Your favorite way to boost immunity. I have my immunity herbs, which I just, they are already preparing in the, and then I have a tea. So when, let's say I don't have my herbs. Let's say I'm in a place that, that what would I do that you can find anywhere? So I will go for oregano, thyme, eucalyptus. I will go for things that are more heating. So I will, whatever you are in the part of the world, like find herbs that are more like in that, that moment heating to, and at the same time nourishing, like stragalus, 
And then I will make a tea with that and then drink it. And I will drink it two or three times a day. It depends on how, how do I feel. The other thing that I will do that it works amazing and I gave it to many people during COVID is an oil called Thieves, Thieves oil. This combination of, of, of oils, the essential oils, and do you know the story how they came by? I do, but it'd be great for you to share it because I did use it throughout COVID because of you, actually. So during COVID, I'd recommend people to just put it in your hands and then rub it, cup your nose and mouth and really inhale it. And you really feel it going to your lungs and really helping you and then put it under your feet. And then I do that. Like every time I go into a plane, I put it in there. So it smells really good. Actually, people that are around me are like, oh, what is that? That smells amazing. So this combination of essential oils came um, during the bubonic fever. People were dying, and then there was these people, the thieves, were come and steal from the deaf people, and they were wondering why they will not get sick when everybody was getting sick. They said that they catch them and then they say, could you give us the recipe or what is it, what is it you're doing? And then they, they shared the recipe and, and it just, that's one of the things that I use to boost my immune system every time. I feel a little bit of sore throat and I just put it. So the combination of these essential oils, which I love the smell of it. Yeah. I, and I carry one in my car, I carry one in my purse and my backpack. I always have one with me at all times because it really helps to prevent any, and with COVID, it has been, I put in my mask all the time. When oh, I that's a good tip. And, the mask in, and also it smells fantastic. Yeah. So, that, so those will be the things that I will do for immune. Your favorite Ayurvedic ritual. You could only pick one. I know, that's hard. <laughs> so good. So I do many of them every day. I think of all the rituals that I've done, I, I've done one that I'm still doing it. Um, I have a, I don't know if you remember my house, I have a big tree rantra. It's a jantra. Do you, do you remember the red? Uh-huh. And then I sit down in front of it and then I do a mantra. Uh, first I do it out loud and then I do it my eyes closed. And then when you close your eyes and keep doing the mantra, it is so amazing how this comes alive even though that you have and then kind of movement when you are chanting, it is it, that's that's I think is one of being my favorite ones. So now I'm into the month two, one more month to do it, and I do it every day for about an hour. Oh wow! Your favorite tip for sleep? For sleep, uh, this is something that is so simple and it is so amazing for your nervous system. Is ghee. I love ghee for everything and, and the food and it's good for your hair. It's good for your oils. It's good for, uh, for your skin. It's good for uh, ghee is like a, for cooking for, so you take a little bit of ghee and then you put a little bit of lavender Ooh. and then you mix it and then you massage your feet before you go to bed and then like really spend like maybe seven minutes in each foot and then you, you wipe the excess of it or put some socks on it and then go to sleep. Try it. It's that sounds really great. <laughs> it's really, besides, your whole room smells like lavender, so it's really beautiful. I love that. Yeah. Of your three breads, which are all delicious, <laughs> okay. if you had to pick one, what's your favorite? I love the banana. That, I, I love that one. 
but I, I just love all of them. But my favorite is banana walnut. I love nuts. So the walnut is very delicious. What do you want more of in your life? Time. What do you want less of? I would like less suffering, less suffering of people, less uh, having, I want people to be happy and love and, and, and well all the time when I don't like to see people suffering. It just really gets my heart. Your favorite Ayurvedic meal? Mom beans. Um, the, my kitchen, actually. Like, have you tried my kitchen? I love the kitchen. I, I make it at home now. And anytime that I'm feeling like I need to be more in balance, I make that. And that's my go-to. And it instantly makes me feel relaxed and good. Yeah, and for whoever doesn't know what kitchen is, is the mom beans and the rice, and you cook them first together. And what I do is I put them in a rice cooker. I put the mom beans and rice. I wash them first, put them, put the water, put them to cook. And then you go, do your things, work, come back. And then when you come back, you take my, I do, and I'm doing it. I don't know if you know that I'm doing the spice key. Have you tried it? No, I haven't. It's so delicious. You take the spice key, which is the ghee already with the spices, it's activated. And then you put a little bit of cilantro and then you, you mix it. And I put a little bit of cumin, whoever likes cumin, because cumin brings the, the toxins out of your body. And then I put a little cilantro and then I saute it and then you put it inside. But sometimes I put a little cashews and then you mix it. Oh, it's so oh. really, 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 really. And now, make, now I want to go make that. Yes. <laughs> what is your number one non-negotiable to thrive on your wellness journey? Non-negotiable will be the abhyanga. I do abhyanga every day. I massage my body every day and that's non-negotiable. I do it every day because that's one of the things that prevent sickness from happening. Because if you move the toxins out of your limb, they don't go inside your other different tissues. So you're moving it all the time. So you are always healthy. I'm rarely sick, rarely sick. And I think it's because of Avian. So in closing, what is next for Surya? What are the future plans? Next for Surya um, is uh, I, with proper, probably going to open in Texas. And, and I'm really excited. This other project that we're talking with proper in downtown, they're open another proper. And we're thinking to do a hammam. And I oh, wow. So we're thinking to put like the doing all the treatments with the, all the different waters and, and also when COVID gets better too. <laughs> that will not be good to be sharing with spaces with that. But yes, they are building the, the they are finishing the building and then we're thinking to put a mom in the in the proper. So that will so, be our next two projects that we're doing with them. And they have other hotels that are going to open. So that will be our next that is so exciting. So you'll be in downtown LA and then in the Austin proper hotel yeah. and just bringing all of your healing to more people around the country. Yeah, it would be amazing not only to California. That is where I've been all the time. And, and I'm, I'm being actually really, what was like I told you at the beginning was my dream to bring this to Colombia also. So I've been starting to work out, doing some things to open in Colombia for my people. Oh, that's amazing. 
Yeah. Well, thank you so much for your time today, Marta. Where can our listeners find you? How, the, how can they connect with Surya? Well, you can come visit us at Proper on Santa Mo- seven, uh, 700 Wilshire in Santa Monica, or you can go to my website. So that's Surya Spa, suryaspa.com. So S-U-R-Y-A-S-P-A.com. And we have all the recipes and we have that our website is very, I want it to be, uh, Roger was helping a lot on having, be able to help people in different ways in Ayurveda. So if you go in there, you will find many things that it will help with recipes and, and all our products because I have like the, the face oil and the collagen cream, which is really, people really, really like it. And they have the breads and we have the geese and we have the spices and we have, all the different abhyanga oils, depends on your bata or pita or kapha. So you will find all these things in there. Wonderful. Well, thanks again, Marta. Such a pleasure to have you on the podcast. Yeah, and I'm looking forward to see you when you come. Yes. Okay. Okay, Elizabeth. Thank you so much. Thanks so much for joining me on Live Purely with Elizabeth. I hope you feel inspired to thrive on your wellness journey. If you enjoyed today's episode, don't forget to rate subscribe and review. You can follow us on Instagram at purely underscore Elizabeth to catch up on all the latest. See you next Wednesday on the podcast.